Hi, I'm Joel, and I'm starting my new podcast, Joel New World, to share my experiences with you. I'll be sharing my personal experiences, traveling, and enjoying the theme parks in the greater Orlando area. I will share tips and recommendations like traveling to Walt Disney World with younger children, how and where to book your dining reservations, and is Genie Plus actually worth it? What are the best rides and attractions at each theme park? Come join me on this adventure while we discuss some of my favorite adventures. Welcome to your Joel New World. Today is June 15th, 2022, coming to you from Orlando, Florida. I'm Joel and I live in the greater Orlando area. I'm just a short drive to all four of the Walt Disney World Resort theme parks, about 30 minutes to all of them, Disney Springs included. Uh, I wanted to start this podcast to share my experiences and tips with you. I've been vacationing at Walt Disney World for the past six years. I have lived in Las Vegas and I have some experience traveling um, across multiple states, flying and driving as well, doing road trips. And two months ago, my family and I, we decided to move to the Orlando area. So far, we love it, and you definitely get a different love for Disney as a local. You get to experience things you don't normally get to experience when you're on a trip, and time is of the essence. Time is money, basically, right? So, um, in upcoming episodes, I plan on discussing the new Genie Plus system, which replaced the FastPass system if you're used to that system. Parks news, which we will cover some today, Disney dining, planning trips, and experiencing the parks with young children, as I have a three-year-old and an 18-month-old myself at the moment. So join me on this adventure today as we discuss what are the best rides for children at all four theme parks in the Walt Disney World Resort. This is episode two of a Joel New World podcast. We're going to start a new segment, which I have teased before and it is the news so i'm going to give credit to our source which is wdw news today let's go and take a look at some of the top stories in wwd wdw news today that's a tongue twister um okay so looking at some merchandise updates here at the top of the page it looks like annual pass holder airpod and airpod pro cases are now available at walt disney world and this just came out. I haven't heard anything about this until right now. So this is being recorded on June 15th, 2022. And looking at these new AirPod cases, they look pretty amazing. There are four options to choose from. They're all yellow. They all have some yellow, white, and black. Um, and a little bit of red on each one of the cases. It has a nice little carabiner. It looks very heavy duty as well. Uh, but they all feature... Mickey Mouse and the logo and that new updated Disney D symbol that they're going with. So if you've ever gotten like a pass holder magnet or anything like that, that same style of D uh, is being used here in that font. One of them also features the monorail. That looks pretty amazing as well. So let's see. Guests can now show off their annual pass holder status with new annual pass holder themed AirPod cases. These cases come in four different styles, each featuring the pass holder yellow we all know and love. And they do look pretty amazing. Guests can find all four styles in both regular AirPod size or AirPod Pro at Light and Power Company in Tomorrowland at Walt Disney World Resort. While you're there, you can sneak a peek at the upcoming Tron Light Cycle Run roller coaster. So right there 
by Space Mountain and Tron, the new attraction coming soon. We don't have an official date on when that's coming out, but it is making a lot of progress. So I was at the park about a week ago and it is making some progress. They're currently working on laying some track, which the railroad will run right through that. That will be an amazing addition for the railroad views. And they're also doing some testing on the lighting underneath. If you've seen pictures online, it looks pretty awesome, especially lit up at night. Uh, and I know they've done some runs on it as well. If I had to guess, I was very optimistic and was thinking that it may open by the end of the year. But I think 2023 is probably a more realistic goal. Um, since they just opened Guardians and Epcot, I think they're going to save one for 2023. And I think Tron fits that. So hopefully around spring break or summer of 23. That's just my guess. Nothing official here. Um, but that's just what I'm hoping for. It looks like an amazing ride. I've seen videos in other um, Disney locations across the country, or not across the country, but across the world. And it looks like an amazing ride and an amazing update to Magic Kingdom. All right, looking at these AirPod cases, and I want to give you a price on this. It looks like they're going for $19.99, which is not a bad price given the quality look of these. So it is mostly yellow. And it has that font that I was talking about as well. Um, so yeah, and it has an awesome carabiner so you can hook it on uh, wherever you want to, to your keychains or something like that. It looks really great. So I'm very excited about that. I may have to check that out in Tomorrowland the next time I go. Moving on, for my Disneyland people out there and my popcorn bucket collectors, myself and my wife are, were huge popcorn bucket collectors. Um, but we've been pretty disappointed here in Disney World. We haven't seen too many of them recently. We did finally get our hands on the Mickey Mouse 50th anniversary popcorn bucket. They had a bunch of them at Animal Kingdom. And I'm seeing them pop up more and more, uh, especially at Magic Kingdom as well. They did have that Minnie Mouse sipper, the 50th sipper as well. But it looks like they're kind of fading that one out or transitioning that one out and bringing in that Mickey Mouse popcorn bucket. So we do have the collection now of those two. But in Disneyland, there's a new Tomater popcorn bucket available for 10th anniversary of Cars Land. So congratulations to Cars Land for making it for 10 years. And this bucket looks pretty awesome just looking at the photo. It looks like the, the back actually lifts up on the popcorn bucket. And I really haven't seen a popcorn bucket like this before. But it does feature Tomater. For my Orange Bird fans out there, you see more and more merchandise coming out. It's... Apparently, there's a new Orange Bird ball cap that joins the vault collection at Walt Disney World. So be on the lookout for that. It features the classic Orange Bird symbol, and it says Florida underneath it. So you'll see that throughout the park. One of my favorite new additions to that vault line, my wife and I both bought this shirt as soon as we saw it at Epcot um, in the Gateway store there. We bought an Orange Bird shirt, has a Disney World logo on it as well. It's kind of like a tan color. Uh, we love it. It fits great, and it's great quality as well. So keep your eyes out for that. I know that's on sale as well. That does go for $36.99. Continuing with the news this week, reminder, today is June 15, 2022. Very excited as I sip from my Buzz Lightyear coffee mug, the premiere of Lightyear is going to debut this Friday, so in about two days' time. I know they have some uh, special releases where you can go late on Thursday evening. 
and they have some uh, a new poster board outside of AMC Theaters in Disney Springs. You can go get a photo opportunity there. We took our daughter to do that, and it's a good photo opportunity. They change that one out frequently. I think previously it was Doctor Strange, and then it was Bob's Burgers, and now they have a Lightyear one, so pretty awesome. Uh, it does drop this Friday. Very excited to see it. We did a preview at, I believe it was at Hollywood Studios, where they gave us a preview of the first 10 minutes of the movie, and it looks amazing. Uh, it's the story behind the Buzz Lightyear toy, and I'm very excited for that. We plan on taking our our two uh, kids to see that very, very soon, so hopefully I'll be able to have an update on that. And of course, I won't spoil it, but uh, it looks like an amazing movie, and I hope the rest of it is. Uh, moving on, keeping that same theme, if you're a fan of the Monsters franchise, uh, Monsters at Work Season 2 coming to Disney Plus in 2023. So that's exciting. Exciting news there. Um, other than that, that is going to be all for the news. We'll keep you posted. And if any breaking news comes up, we will release that in an upcoming episode. One other update since this is a ride-specific episode, is if you're not aware and you love Splash Mountain, Splash Mountain will be closing at some point in the near future. So um, there's not an announced date yet, but there are many, many announcements out there saying that it will be refurbished and rethemed to The Princess and the Frog um, from their current Splash Mountain theme. There's no... Uh, estimated timetable for that but my recommendation to you is if you love that ride and that theming that's in there right now and the songs that are in it and the music and the theming I recommend writing it as soon as possible and writing it as many times as possible because it could be the last time that you're able to ride this current version of Splash Mountain but we all are very excited for the new version of the Princess and the Frog attraction that will be rethemed very very soon this update could take quite a while to do. It is a fairly large attraction, so just keep that in mind. And if you love it, appreciate it now because it will be changing very, very soon. Now, let's get to today's episode. Why we're all here today. In today's episode of A Joel New World, we will be discussing what are the best rides at all four parks with children. We're going to do this in a countdown format at each park, going from Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios, and no particular order. Some of them are going to be very hard to come up with a top five list, but we have some other attractions at, let's say, Animal Kingdom or uh, Hollywood Studios that can fill in this requirement. But let's face it, you go to the theme parks for the rides, right? Walt Disney's idea to create a theme park where parents can enjoy the rides with their children, became a reality in 1955 when he opened Disneyland in Anaheim, California. And the story goes that um, it came to him while he was watching his two daughters ride the carousel in L.A.'s Griffith Park. There he began to imagine a clean, safe, friendly place where parents and children could have fun together. And that's why we're here today. His dream became a reality in 1955. And later on expanded and began opening Walt Disney World in 1971. So thankfully this idea came to him one day and it was revolutionary, right? It was 
it was game changing. And others have kind of followed this trend and and this style in recent years. But today we are going to focus on enjoying those rides with your kids, right? You want to go and experience this with them. You want to see their expressions on their face. Maybe for the first time they're riding Peter Pan's flight, right? Maybe one day they start to ride Big Thunder Mountain. Maybe that's your favorite, like myself, at Magic Kingdom. Um, yes, yeah, so experiencing their first, experiencing them going back, and then experiencing them requesting it over and over again, right? I want to go ride Figment, for example, like my daughter does. She loves that ride. Um, so yes, it's all about experiences, and most of these experiences where you get to act like a kid again happen on these attractions and these rides you start to feel ageless right and timeless so that's what we're here for today what are the best rides at all four parks with children we're going to do a countdown we're going to do a top five starting at five working our way all the way down to one at each of the four parks okay let's get this thing started what we're all here for what are the top five rides at each of the four Walt Disney World theme parks. We're going to start at Animal Kingdom. We are going to use a top five countdown format for each park with some honorable mentions thrown in here and there. So starting at Animal Kingdom, we're going to be discussing some key features like height requirements and thrill factor because with a extremely high height requirement that can limit what kind of attractions you can do, what kind of rides you can ride with your kids. If it's too scary, if there's too many big drops, if it, there's any loops or anything like that, that could also factor into your decision to ride it with your kill or your kids as well. I tried to combine kids and children. That didn't work too well. Um, for this particular countdown, I'm only considering rides with a height requirement of 38 inches or less to ride. So that's that's kind of right in the middle of the height requirement. I think the highest is 44 inches, the lowest being 32 inches, I believe. So let's get it started. Our number five ride slash attraction at Animal Kingdom is, and it's a tie for this one for me. I chose Maharaja, Jungle Trek, and Rafiki's Planet Watch. So these are very similarly themed rides or attractions, I would say more so than rides. At Rafiki's Planet Watch, there is a train that you board, and you do go to another place where you can look at some animals and walk through and see some, some different animals like goats and things like that. Uh, Maharaja Jungle Trek, a little bit different. It's just a self-guided walking tour, but you're going to Animal Kingdom for a reason, right? The name says it all. You want to see some animals. So these are probably the best one of the best, other than one of our other attractions on this list. I don't want to spoil it yet. These are probably some of the best places to see animals at the at the park. So, okay. This isn't actually a ride, though. Um, but rides at Animal Kingdom are limited. So, I was a little bit um, split between this decision. I could have gone with It's Tough to Be a Bug or something like that because you can get a Genie Plus reservation for that. But I feel like at Animal Kingdom... This is the most appropriate, and you're probably going to want to see some animals in Animal Kingdom. So I chose this one at number five, or these two. There's no height requirement for Maharaja Jungle Trek or Rafiki's Planet Watch. It's any height, meaning anyone can ride this attraction. 
that makes it great for families, especially if you have infants or, um, you know, shorter children, maybe they're 12 months old or something like that. This will be perfect for them. Um, it's very calm and laid back. You can kind of go at your own pace. Uh, this attraction is in Asia at Animal Kingdom. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm still trying to figure out a great way to navigate through Animal Kingdom. I still get turned around and lost at that park. So um, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to try to adventure through there and explore it a little bit more. They do a really good job of making you feel like you're in a different part as soon as you go to a different land or something like that. Um, but it's amazing. And I still get lost. It's sad to admit it, but I do get lost in that park. I couldn't tell you how to get from one place to the other unless it's like... Uh, Pandora or something, or Dino Land. I'm really familiar with Dino Land. So I'm still working on that. Maybe I'll have a future episode on tips and suggestions on how to find landmarks throughout the park, knowing which direction to go. There are a lot of different paths you can take through Animal Kingdom, and uh, and it's, it's split up a little bit differently than some of the other parks, but it's awesome. That means that the theming is really fantastic there. Uh, I ranked this attraction number five because of the very low wait time. There's usually not much weight, and the fact that there's not a height requirement. Also, you're at Animal Kingdom, so you want to see some animals, right? It's sort of like a hybrid theme park and zoo experience here. At this attraction, you'll embark on a self-guided walking tour of Southeast Asia, home to tigers, dozens of birds, a flying fox, and a Komodo dragon. Sounds pretty amazing. Alright, that wraps up our number five for me. Our number four ride is Triceratops Spin. There's also no height requirement on Triceratops Spin. It's located in Dino Land, USA. And this is one of those Dumbo-like spin rides where you board an animal-themed vehicle and you spin around. Uh, and on this one, you can even control the tilt. So there's like a little knob where you can control the tilt. That's always fun. You feel like you're driving. My daughter loves it and feels like she's driving. Um, so I feel like almost every theme park has one of these types of rides. Uh, and at Animal Kingdom, it's Triceratops Spin. I really do love the Triceratops ride vehicle that you ride, that green Triceratops dinosaur. Uh, it's very cute, very friendly looking. You can even win one of them at one of the, the Dino Land games. It's kind of like a carnival game style um, in that land you can go around play some games and hopefully win some stuffed animals and i have won that one and it's really cool my kids still play with it today i also really love looking at the center for the extra theming there's even little meteors throughout the ride see if you can spot them there's like little red meteors okay that's it for number four we're going to go on to number three at animal kingdom and that one is cali river rapids cali river rapids has a 38 inch height requirement and it is also located in Asia at Animal Kingdom. So, again, this is at the top of our height requirement um, maximum. So, um, so yeah, I feel like if you have some kids who are probably closer to like three or four years old, they're probably going to hit this height requirement. And everybody can enjoy it. My daughter is three going shortly on four. And she's, she's very tall for her age. So, she hit this height requirement very early on i would say and she never had a problem riding it even with like a small drop in there she never really had a problem riding this one set out on a rip roaring river raft ride through a lush jungle landscape ravaged by illegal logging so that's the theming for this ride and that's the description by disney for cali river rapids 
This ride is offered as a Genie Plus attraction, and wait times vary greatly depending on the weather. That's my main tip for this one. It currently has a 55-minute wait time as of this recording. You will get wet on this ride, so keep that in mind. Maybe you want to bring a jacket or a poncho. Definitely cover up your wallet and your phone. If you have like a pocket or zip-up pocket in one of those rain jackets, that's perfect. That's what I use. Maybe bring a Ziploc bag. That's a good tip as well. If you don't like getting wet or want your phone to be ruined or your wallet to get wet, that's a good tip. Just keep a couple of Ziploc bags in your um, diaper bag or in a backpack or something like that. And you can throw it in there. If it starts raining too, that's a good way to keep your phone safe. So that's a good tip out there. I believe this ride, it seats about eight people. So you will be partnered up with other groups unless you have a really large party, right? Like eight or more people. So chances are you're going to be paired up. But it is kind of fun and the ride kind of gets, um, kind of breaks the ice and helps you get to know other people as well. And y'all just start kind of laughing and giggling as the ride goes. I rank Cali River Rapids number three, though, because of the lower height requirement and the fact that the thrill factor isn't too high. Uh, there aren't any scary scenes or any huge, huge drops to worry about. There is one, I would say, like medium-sized drop that spins you around just like one time around, but it is super fun, and it's not super scary either. It's not the biggest drop in the world. It's really nothing compared to Splash Mountain, for instance. My daughter loves this ride, like I said, and uh, thinks it's hilarious when people get soaked on the ride. So sometimes the water will just kind of trickle in or splash into somebody's face. It's like it's picking on somebody, uh, and she just thinks it's hilarious. Even if it's her, she thinks it's funny too. And I find that kids tend to not mind water rides so much. All right, that was number three, Cali River Rapids. We're going to move on to number two very quickly. Our number two ride at Animal Kingdom is Navi River Journey. There's also no height requirement for this ride, and it is one of the newer attractions in Animal Kingdom at just a little over five years old now. I think they are selling some merchandise throughout Animal Kingdom for um, the fifth year of um, Pandora, basically, opening Pandora. They opened it Memorial Day five years ago, and that I can kind of remember that because that's when my wife and I got married, so I can keep that in my mind. It is located in Pandora, like I said, the world of Avatar. If you're a huge Avatar fan, I highly recommend this this land. It's not the biggest land out there, but the theming is outstanding, and it's one of the best that you're going to find at any theme park. So definitely go there if you're an Avatar fan. It's amazing. It's breathtaking, some of those views. So let's read the description for Navi River Journey. Disney says, take a mystical journey by boat deep into Pandora's fantastic, glowing, bioluminescent rainforest. Now, Navi River Journey currently has a 75-minute wait time at the time of this recording, so plan accordingly. This ride is available through the Genie Plus system, so I highly recommend booking this attraction early on in the day. Uh, if you're not familiar, you can start booking if you're staying on property at one of the resorts. You can start at 7 a.m., and I highly recommend doing that. This is one of those rides that I would recommend booking as soon as possible. So how you want to go about this is um, you want to start with the one that's going to have the highest wait time, and it does disappear very quickly throughout the day. So you want to get those in first, and some of the easier attractions that you can get, you want to save those for later in the day usually. 
we'll do more on Genie Plus. It's a whole beast itself to describe the uh, intricacies of it and the tips and tricks that you can apply and the rules as well. There are rules and boundaries that you have to follow on the Genie Plus system. It does have its benefits as well. I know it has a lot of criticism too, but I want to share some of those benefits as well in a future episode, hopefully very soon. So going back to Navi River Journey, there are some of the best animatronics ever in this ride, which is why I ranked it so highly. That's why I ranked it number two. The duration of this ride isn't terribly long. Uh, that's one knock on it. And there are no thrills or drops at all. So not like Pirates of the Caribbean or anything like that. There's no drops. It's basically just a simple boat ride going through that, that rainforest. Um, but it does make this a perfect attraction for infants. If you have like a three-month-old, six-month-old, you know, something like that. Or if they don't meet the height requirements of some of these other rides like Cali River Rapids, if they're not up to 38 inches or even 32 inches for some of these rides, this is a perfect ride for that. It's very calm, very chill, and there's a lot to look at in it too. So that's what you're you're paying for on this ride. I love this ride, but it does have a very lengthy wait time as the day progresses, like I said, making it a good candidate to go there first thing in the morning. So as you're going to see... If you're not very experienced with Disney theme parks or theme parks in general, you want to go to the busiest attractions first thing in the morning because the wait times just get slower and slower. And if the, the ride breaks down or something like that, it's just only going to get bigger. And now having these old school fast passes or Genie Plus reservations again, they do get priority most of the time. So it is going to slow down the standby line. So if you want to ride it and get in the standby line, do it early on in the day or very 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 late at night so within like the last hour of the park closing that's another good tip for you as well usually your standby wait times are going to be the lowest at those times otherwise book a genie plus reservation because i wouldn't recommend waiting more than 30 minutes for this ride in the standby based on the the ride time the duration of the ride and the, there's really no thrill factor there what you're riding it for though is the theming the animatronics and it's a pretty cool boat ride. If you love boat rides, I highly recommend it. All right, that brings us to our number one, our top champion at Animal Kingdom here for rides with children at the Disney theme parks. Our number one attraction is Kilimanjaro Safaris. This is why you come to Animal Kingdom, people. Kilimanjaro Safaris is an actual safari ride. Disney has created a breathtaking safari in the middle of Florida. I don't know how they did it, but it makes you feel like you're in Africa on a savanna. Let's read the ride description here to get a little bit more information and kind of paint a picture for you. Ride off in an open-air vehicle for a day or evening tour of a lush African savanna, home to real-life exotic animals. Now on this ride, you do have a tour guide or safari guide driving the vehicle. It's like a big, basically a big safari vehicle. Um... It's real. It doesn't have um, a track or anything like that. So you are driving a real vehicle around. Things do happen. So if an animal like a giraffe or a rhino is blocking the road, you're going to have to wait for a little while. So you get a really close up view of these animals. And it is one of the longer attractions at any theme park. There's also no height requirement on this attraction, which makes it great for kids of all ages, families with kids of all ages. 
Um, so let's see. That's mostly why I made it number one on my list. And the fact that it's such a beautiful ride. Um, it does have one of the longest wait times in the park too. So keep that in mind. Make sure to get in the standby line as early as possible in the day. Or possibly later in the evening if possible. Or book it as a Genie Plus reservation in the My Disney Experience app. I usually recommend this attraction number one. Especially if you haven't visited Animal Kingdom before. So when you're booking at 7 a.m. on your Genie Plus um, system. I usually recommend this one first. But um, keep in mind the animals are more active early on in the day. And later on in the evening. So... If the only time that you're able to schedule is like noon or something like that or 11, it might be a little bit too hot for those animals. And they're not going to be quite as active as they would uh, early on in the day or like around feeding time or something like that. When it's a little bit cooler and there's a little bit more shade throughout. Let's see. So currently there's an 85 minute wait at the time of this recording. So like I said, one of the longer waits at this park. Um, I highly recommend an early morning or evening ride time for this attraction. Like I said, around the middle of the day, it just gets a little bit too hot for these animals. And I don't, I don't blame them. No two rides on this attraction are the same. That's what makes this one amazing. You can, and usually do see different animals each time you ride. There's a big placard up and on the, uh, the vehicle at the top. You can kind of refer back to and say, what kind of animal is this, right? Is it a lion? Is it a giraffe? Is it something else? Right? I also rank this number one because of the ride duration at about 22 or more minutes. It's one of the longest attractions at Walt Disney World. So it's definitely worth the wait. You get the most bang for your buck on this ride. And it is fairly relaxing too. So um, not too much of a thrill ride. So it's very good for those infants and younger children to ride as well. Uh, it is longer. So if... Um, your children aren't able to sit for an extended period of time. Just kind of plan ahead for that. Like I said, it is over 20 minutes. And it could be a little bit longer, closer to 30 minutes, if an animal or two gets in the way. So just keep that in mind. It is longer, but you are getting mo the most bang for your buck with this attraction. That's mostly why I ranked it number one. All right, that does it for Animal Kingdom. Hopefully you get a little bit better uh, understanding of this. And I want to go to my wife Megan's list for Animal Kingdom as well. And just a little bit of background or a little backstory on how we did this. We compiled our top five list and we work completely independent of each other, not giving any opinions or anything like that. We independently made these lists and we had no idea how the other person would rank these. But some of them were actually the same. So I thought that was very cool. And that must mean that it's a pretty accurate ranking as well, at least in our eyes. Right. But I do want to hear from you guys. So. If you do want to hit me up on Twitter, let me know what your favorite rides are at Animal Kingdom or what you think are the best rides to ride with children at Animal Kingdom or any of these parks. Feel free to hit me up at A Joel New World on Twitter. And I'll be glad to share some of those comments out here on the show next week or in the next couple of weeks as they trickle in. So let's start with my wife Megan's list for Animal Kingdom. So number five, she had a really hard time finding a number five. She didn't actually come up with one because she thought I meant rides um, that were 30 inches or less. And it's very hard to find those at Animal Kingdom. It's not like Magic Kingdom where you have an unlimited amount and it's very hard to rank them. But after discussing with her, she would agree with me on Rafiki's Planet Watch. 
she said it's kind of like a ride because you do get on a little train and you go to a different part of the park and you go see some animals as well and explore. So she would agree with me on that one as well. Her number four, Navi River Journey. She's not the biggest fan of this ride, I think, because there's no thrill factor. And it's a very short ride, honestly, for the wait. I think the wait time really um, is deceiving. You would think this is just the most amazing ride ever, which it is in its own right. But like I said, I wouldn't recommend more than like a 30-minute wait for this ride because it's so short. Um, but that is her number four. And her number three was the same as mine, which is Cali River Rapids. That uh, the River Rapid ride where you do get wet and it has a 38-inch height requirement. Her number two, Triceratops Spin. That's the one that's like the Dumbo-esque ride where you board a Triceratops vehicle. And her number one was the same as mine, Kilimanjaro Safaris. Like I said, that's why you come to Animal Kingdom. It's in the name. You want to see animals, and Disney trans transports you to an African savanna in this ride in the middle of Florida somehow. It makes you feel like you're not even in the United States. But it's an amazing attraction. I highly recommend it. You have to do that if it's your first time to Animal Kingdom. That's the number one thing you have to do. It does have an extremely high wait time at times. The line does move fairly quickly, so you're not just kind of standing around. It is a long line, but it does move fairly quickly, but you're in it for a long time. So um, it doesn't necessarily feel like some of those rides like Peter Pan's and Magic Kingdom where you're just kind of standing still for 10 minutes at a time. It does move, but you're in it for quite a while. So just be prepared. Maybe have some entertainment or some games as you're going through the line. Or like I said, book it on that Genie Plus system. All right, we're going to move on to another park here. Next, let's change parks and go to Hollywood Studios. So if you're not familiar, Hollywood Studios is home to Toy Story Land, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and much, much more. Hollywood Studios really is becoming one of my favorite parks to visit as a local now. Um, used to when I would come here on a short trip. I kind of viewed it as a like a half a day park, but now I could really spend some quality time there, um, kind of get a lay of the land, and there's some really great spots to come and eat, um, grab some drinks as well. Baseline Tap House is one of my favorites. It's right next to uh, Muppets over there, um, but there's really just so much to do here. I could spend a whole morning in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or in Batu. Um, the theming there is probably one of the best I've ever seen. It's up there with like Cars Land and Disneyland, um, as well as Toy Story Land. It's just amazing. And the attention to detail at this park is just incredible. But let's get to this countdown. Let's, let's actually review why we're here. So remember, we are talking about the best rides for children um, to experience them together. Remember that was Walt's vision was to experience and enjoy the rides with your children. And now let's go to Hollywood Studios. We're going to continue the countdown in a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 manner. Um, starting with number 5. Our number 5 attraction at Hollywood Studios is Muppet Vision 3D. I'm a little biased, I'll be honest in this one. I'm a huge fan of the Muppets, and I do have some of that nostalgia factor. I do remember coming here when I was about eight or nine years old with my family. Uh, we visited, we grew up in Tennessee, so we took a, a road trip down to Orlando, and 
Hollywood Studios was called MGM Studios at the time. So it has undergone a few changes since then, obviously. But one thing that's still there and still holds the same charm is Muppet Vision 3D. I remember coming here when I was an eight-year-old and experiencing 3D for the first time. Um, so I don't know if that really dates my my age at all, but um, but yeah, it was it was quite an experience and it left an impression on me. And I actually remembered it over all these years, you know, 20 some odd years later. Um, I still remember it and it still holds the same charm and that nostalgia factor for me. And I can see that my kids really enjoy it as well. So um, let's read the attraction description in the My Disney Experience app. Experience the magic of the Muppets during a hilarious, eye-popping film and live-action extravaganza. Okay, so Muppet Vision 3D is a 3D film, as the name implies, with some special effects that never really has a wait. So the wait time is always basically 10 minutes. Um, sometimes you'll wait the 10 minutes until the next show time if you don't time it just right. Sometimes you get lucky and you're like, hey, it's starting right now, we can just walk on in before the doors close. But you do get to wait inside of that room. You get to watch some short films or some short clips of the Muppets. And it's actually pretty funny. And that's a good a good area with some nice air conditioning as well. So you're, at least you're waiting in the air conditioning. There's no height requirement for this attraction. So that makes it really good for our younger children out there. right? Those infants, they can come in and enjoy and watch the show. Um, Muppet Vision 3D has been here for quite some time, like I said. I do remember it when I was about 8 years old. Um, when Hollywood Studios was MGM Studios. So it has been here. It's um, stood the test of time. Uh, and this this is just a fun experience for all ages, really. right? You can kind of share this experience with your little ones. I know my daughter loves Muppet Baby. So does my son. It's on Disney Junior now. So she calls it the Muppet Babies attraction. But really it's the Muppets as adult or in adult form. And it has all the characters you love. And one of my personal favorites from this attraction is Sam Eagle. So Sam Eagle really gets to star in this one. And he's just funny. He has some of the funniest bits for me in this. Uh, as you'll see, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't experienced it. But it is, it's timeless basically. And it's withstood the, te it stood the test of time. And it's still funny now as it was then. You get to see Statler and Waldorf there. Uh, Sweetums, and it's the Swedish chef. It's just, it's a great experience, and it's a great time. It can have some louder noises due to those special effects in the theater. The theater um, does explode, so uh, if you have some younger children that are more sensitive to those louder noises, just keep that in mind. It does have some of those, but it's not too overwhelming. You can just kind of hold your ears or ear muffet for a little bit. That's what my daughter does. She really doesn't like noises, but she doesn't mind this attraction at all. She really loves it. So just keep that in mind. It's a great and timeless attraction at Hollywood Studios. And I really love what they've done to the Muppet area back there with Pizza Rizzo, uh, Mama Melrose's. It's a really good, good theming area. Some of the attractions back there and some of the stores, I'm wondering if they're going to reopen since the pandemic is starting to come out of it, but... The, they had a Christmas store. It's kind of like a It's a Wonderful Life themed store back there. I haven't seen it open in quite some time. So hopefully everything does get up and running pretty soon. As it was. Number four. Our number four ride at Hollywood Studios to experience with our children is 
alien swirling saucers. So remember the requirements of this top five list are that they are 30 inches and under. So um, you're not going to see star tours on this one. I, I thought it was a 38 inch requirement, but it actually was 40. So I had to make a few adjustments to this list. Alien Swirling Saucers, let's read this description. Board your toy rocket and hang on tight as the aliens take you on a spin through space only at Toy Story Land. The height requirement is pretty low on this one. It's 32 inches for this ride. I remember my daughter, she's taller for her age, she's three, but now she easily reaches that 42 inch height requirement. And... I remember just getting a picture and she was like a half an inch away from 32 inches uh, a couple years ago. So, uh, but now she's well past that and we were very excited when she did hit 32 inches so she could ride this one. Alien Swirling Saucers does get a longer wait time than it probably should, admittedly, uh, as the day progresses and that line does get a little bit hotter. So keep that in mind. It is available as a Genie Plus attraction. They're almost available throughout the entire day. It doesn't really sell out, and it is one of those fewer ones. You can find Star Tours, Muppet Vision, Swirling Saucers. Those are some that you can find throughout the entire day. Uh, it currently has a 35-minute wait time at the time of recording here, and it's about almost lunchtime, 11.30 a.m. And that's about the maximum time I would recommend waiting for this one due to the ride time and it's a pretty short ride and it's not too thrilling. So I love this attraction, but I don't know if I'd wait more than 30 or 35 minutes for it. It does get kind of hot in that line. I would recommend probably waiting later in the day or going early in the morning or using that Genie Plus attraction later on in the day for this one. That's That would be my recommendation. If you're familiar with the Disneyland Resort, if you've been there, but maybe not Walt Disney World in Florida, this is the same ride vehicle as the Tomaters in uh, California Adventure. So it is the same ride vehicle, just different theming, obviously. One's Cars, one is Toy Story themed. And I really, speaking of the theming, I really, really love the entrance to this ride as it looks just like the entrance to Pizza Planet um, in that first Toy Story movie when they... Andy and his mom go to Pizza Planet, and it has the doors where the it has the guards in the front with their, I don't know what those are, almost like swords or staffs or something like that, and they're kind of guarding the entrance to Pizza Planet. That's what it looks like here. I'm still really holding out hope for an actual Pizza Planet restaurant someday, maybe at Walt Disney World, um, but I can hope, right? I can dream. Still don't have one of those yet, but I still think that would be an amazing restaurant. Maybe that would be a good future episode to discuss what would be some awesome restaurants based on movies that we've seen, maybe like in Monsters, Inc., right, where they have that restaurant there. We could talk about Harryhausen's, and um, I think that would be a good future episode idea. Pizza Planet would definitely be on that short list. Uh, overall, my overall assessment of this, it is a good ride with not too much thrill factor, it just kind of whips you around as you go slowly around in a circle. Uh, it is kind of fun. almost feels like you're dancing. And it is a good beginner ride for kids. So if you're trying to venture out there, get your your kids onto some next level rides, as opposed to those any height requirements where anyone can ride it, this is a good step up for that. It's not too thrilling. It's not too scary. And it is a short ride. So if they do hate it, 
it's over very quickly and you're sitting right next to him holding him anyway. So it is a good ride. Maybe you, your little one just hit 32 inches and they're very excited. Take them on this ride. It's very fun. Moving on to number three at Hollywood Studios. One of my personal favorites is Slinky Dog Dash. Take off on a family-friendly coaster as Slinky Dog's coils twist around curves, hills, and drops. You guessed it, only at Toy Story Land. You're going to see that theme here. Alright, Slinky Dog Dash. The height requirement for this one is 38 inches for this attraction. That is the top of my requirement list. 38 inches and below. So it is one of the bigger rides. Probably would be more suited for some older children. Not just the, you know, the younger ones. My daughter, like I said, I know I keep talking about her, but she's she's very tall for her age. So um, I thought she would enjoy this ride. The first time she rode it with me, she was scared to death. So I felt super bad. She was shaking and she really, really wanted to go on it and ride it because she saw it. But then once she got on it and went over that first drop or that first turn, she was like, I don't want to be on this ride anymore. So just keep that in mind. It is a really big attraction. It can be overwhelming at times. And just the size of it is a little bit intimidating. So just keep that in mind. So that's why I ranked it kind of in the middle here. Because if you do have some of those younger children that do meet the 38-inch requirement, maybe just kind of gauge and see how they like drops and thrills because this is pretty thrilling for a family-friendly coaster um, but overall this has to be one of the smoothest roller coasters i've ever been on in my life it does have a decent thrill factor like i said with some pretty large drops the first one out the gate is pretty large when you're turning as well uh, and it definitely is a step up from the barnstormer at magic kingdom so maybe use that one as a tester ride test out barnstormer if they love it and they can't get enough of that one then maybe go on to like Mind Train. I would say this is up there with like Mind Train. And then if they pass that test, then I'd probably take them on Slinky Dog Dash. That's that's kind of the thrill level, I would say. If your kid's, you know, fearless and ready to ride anything, this would be a great one though, for sure. But like I said, I think overall the size of it, you can actually see the whole ride from Toy Story Land and Andy's Backyard. Uh, it can be intimidating for younger children, for sure. And the vehicle you sit in is actually pretty large, too. So um, so just keep that in mind. It is a super fun ride, super smooth, and one of the best roller coasters I've been on. But that's why I ranked it at number three on my list. I really love the theming of Toy Story Land, like I said. And you're really just one of the toys in Andy's backyard. Everything is sized, and if you just kind of sit back and maybe sit on a bench there and look around... It does feel like you're in Andy's backyard. You see footprints all over the place. And it feels like if you shrunk down to the size of a toy, this is what it would look like. So pretty amazing. Also coming soon to Toy Story Land, you can also see the construction of a new restaurant coming. So it's right there by Woody, who kind of greets you at the beginning of Toy Story Land. If you come in the front, not in the other way from Galaxy's Edge, but the front. Um... So right next to that Woody sign saying Toy Story Land, it's going to be called Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. And accordingly, or supposedly, it's going to be opening up by the end of this year, 2022. So fingers crossed that that does come soon. You can kind of sneak a peek over the, the wall um, or the partition that they put up. There's not much 
decorative to it, but I'm imagining they're holding off until the very end to decorate the outside of the, the restaurant. But for right now, you can see it. I don't know how much work's been done inside, but supposedly it's supposed to be opening in the next six months or less. So we'll see. All right, that was Slinky Dog Dash at number three at Hollywood Studios. Number two for best rides to ride with children with a 38 inch and under requirement. My number two ride at Hollywood Studios is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So this is a newer attraction, not at a new location. But let's read the description. Zip away on a zany adventure through a cartoon universe crammed with surprises. All right, cartoon universe basically describes it all. There's no height requirement for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which makes it a great candidate for this list. That's why I ranked it so high. It is a newer attraction. This used to be the great movie ride, RIP great movie ride. I used to love that ride, but I think um, after seeing what they replaced it with, this is a good substitute and a good addition to Hollywood Studios. It does kind of lack some of those family-friendly rides as Magic Kingdom is loaded and stacked with those, which we'll see here at the end of this segment, but um, this is a great addition. This ride is themed to the newer style Mickey Mouse cartoons. It kind of reminds me of like Ren and Stimpy. So if you're like in your 30s and you used to watch Ren and Stimpy, that's what those cartoons remind me of. Uh, and you really do feel like you're inside of one of those cartoons though. So um, the theming is incredible. And I don't know how they do some of the tricks and stuff that they do in that ride, but it is pretty great. It is, so on the downside, it is a very noisy and loud ride. Like there's a jackhammer scene in a city and that's really loud. So if you have um, children who are sensitive to loud noises, keep that in mind. Maybe just earmuff it for a little bit and they'll get through this ride just fine. It is a really great ride overall though and not too thrilling in a good way. So there's not really too many thrills. There is one scene where it feels like you're falling, but you're really just riding and then there's a video screen in front of you. But... Um, the effects are really great the colors it's very vibrant and the characters in there look amazing so um, awesome ride at Hollywood Studios it is now offered as a normal Genie Plus attraction through the my Disney experience app it used to be like it would range from like eight nine or ten dollars as an individual lightning lane purchase which we'll talk about that in a later episode how to break down the Genie Plus system but from my experiences, this ride can break down frequently. I've waited in this line for 40 minutes and being next in line, it broke down and we waited another, you know, 20 minutes or so. So um, it can break down frequently from my experiences. Maybe they were having a bad week when we were there, but I've noticed in the morning, for whatever reason, it seems like it doesn't break down quite as much. Maybe that's just from my experiences, but um, if you definitely want to ride this ride, try to get on in the morning. I feel like rides tend to break down as the day goes on. And our number one ride for children and families alike at Hollywood Studios is Toy Story Mania. So let's read this description for Toy Story Mania. Ride and blast moving targets at this Midway-style 4D shooting game starring popular characters, you guessed it, only at Toy Story Land. They really like that line on here for those Toy Story rides. What can I say about Toy Story Mania is it's amazing. I don't know how they do it. The technology is amazing. 
this has to be the most fun interactive game out there in my experience that I've done. I haven't done Web Slingers in California at the Disneyland Resort, but um, this is the best one out there. It's similar in style, I guess you would say, to Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. That one's more of like a laser tag style game. This one, it's more interactive. You're playing games like carnival games as you go through these different scenes. And it's, it's so interactive, it's so fun, and you really get invested in trying to get the best score. So, um, so yeah, it has to be the most interactive game out there for my money, I would say. You ride through different scenes as you pull on a string to interact with the games. It's like a little cannon, basically, and you're like pulling the string as you go through. It's super accurate. It's on point every time, and I don't know how they do it, but it's, it's awesome. It's flawless, basically. Uh, it's just well done. I think the highest score for me is in the low 200,000 range, 200,000 points. I usually like fluctuate between 180,000 to like maybe 210, 205. So, um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. I always try to get a new high score. Once you get done, it tells you who had the highest one in the vehicle, the highest one this hour, and like the highest score this day. So it's always fun to try to get that high score. And surprisingly, there's no height requirement for this one. It is a little difficult, like if you're trying to hold your infant or even for my 18-month-old, he doesn't sit up by himself, especially on this one. So you do have to hold him in your lap. Um, it, it can be a little difficult, and it's a little bit jerky at times, so just be careful of that. And it is kind of hard to play the game while you're holding a small child, and rightfully so, right? But it is possible to do. And depending on the child, I know he doesn't love it particularly well. And uh, it is a little bit jerky as you go around, as you're switching scenes and whatnot. But overall, it's a, it's a harmless ride. And um, he does love Toy Story, though. So that's the one take home from that. He does love Toy Story. And, uh, and yeah, it, it can be a little challenging at times. Just keep that in mind, even though it is for any height. Uh, if you have a really, really young child, you might not be able to play the game. So just saying that. Okay. So yeah, California Adventure. This used to be my home park when I lived in Vegas. It was only four hours away. But California Adventure has Midway Mania. It's the same attraction there. So if you're familiar with that, it's the same attraction. The theming here is much, much better. The queue, the waiting area, and the line feels like you're in Andy's bedroom basically and it's amazing overall this is my favorite interactive ride in any theme park it doesn't get much better than this if you like playing those interactive games on those on those rides at theme parks you're gonna love this one um, so I definitely recommend doing that it is a Disney Genie Plus attraction and it can get a very high wait time depending on the time of day so up to like 60 minutes I think right now it's 55 minutes so yeah, I think the most I would wait for this one's probably like 40 or 45 minutes in a standby line. So just keep that in mind. The earlier in the day, the better. Maybe the later in the day, the better too. Just depending on how many people are at the park that day, how busy it is. And sometimes they do have only one track open. When that's the case, it does take a little bit longer to get through. All right, that wraps up our top five countdown at Hollywood Studios. We're going to be moving on to Epcot next. 
Let's move on to Epcot. Our number five ride is Spaceship Earth. Let's read the dis ride description for this one. Travel in time and explore the history of communication on a ride that takes you from the Stone Age to the Computer Age. Uh, for this ride, there is no height requirement for Spaceship Earth. And if you're not familiar with it, this is the iconic Epcot ball, in parentheses. That's that attraction. A lot of people I've talked to, um, my parents included, didn't know there was actually an attraction inside of the ball. But there actually is, and it's Spaceship Earth. It's basically the landmark of Epcot, so when you see that, you know you're there. Spaceship Earth typically has low wait times, though um, it can creep up to you know 30 to 45 minutes during peak times or peak seasons like um, holidays, things like that, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, spring break especially. That's when it can really, really creep up. It's basically at the front of the park, so when you enter through the traditional front, like if you're at the parking lot, that's where you get um, would enter. If you get dropped off via the bus system from Disney Resorts, it also drops you off right there. There's another entrance as well. If you're coming from the boardwalk, the International Gateway, which I think is a better entrance, it puts you right in the middle of World Showcase. Um, so there are two entrances. I love this ride. It is a bit outdated, the theming and the animatronics and things like that, but it's still great. My kids are all about the games, too, that are outside of these rides. And at Spaceship Earth, you can actually play a few games before exiting the, the building or the ride. Um, they have a few things that are sort of technology-based. They are a little outdated now, like I said, but they still enjoy the games outside of those rides. There were talks of a lengthy refurbishment to this ride before the pandemic hit, and they kind of been on hold for the time being, so... Um, I do foresee some kind of update coming in the near future to this ride. Um, so it kind of just stops after the invention of the computer, like in the garage scene. So they really do have the opportunity to update this one. For me, I'm thinking that one key scene that could be or has to be in this ride is like Steve Jobs when he's announcing the iPhone and how he came up with it, what it's what it includes. That would be an awesome scene, and I think that is one that has to be in there. If you think about technology over time, I think that has to be one key scene. Uh, can you think of any other inclusions to this classic ride? Let me know. I'd love to hear. All right, that was number five. Number four at Epcot is Journey into Imagination with Figment. Figment, the playful purple dragon, is your guide on this whimsical tour of the Imagination Institute. Again, there's no height requirement for this ride. I honestly love this ride so much, mainly because there's rarely any wait time, and it's just a consistently easy ride to walk onto, and that's perfect with kids. They're always wanting to go, 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 and ride rides, and not really wait for them. So this is a perfect opportunity to do that. And Figment is a classic character. He's gained a lot of popularity over the years, and recently uh, there was a popcorn bucket that had a six-hour wait line for for that and it sold out the same day so um, the demand is in for figment he's an awesome character and and yeah it's a, it's a great ride it's outdated as well like i said um but it's still classic and it's fun uh there's a little play area when you exit this ride vanilla p von schweetz and joy from inside out are also out there for pictures and autographs too on occasion so that's an opportunity once you exit that my son and my daughter love to go 
run around on this carpet where if you step on a certain square, it'll play a certain instrument and it'll play the, the theme song from the ride. So my kids love running around and getting the opportunity to do so in the air conditioning too. So like Spaceship Earth, it's a little bit outdated, but it's easily one of my kids' favorite rides. And uh, the music is very catchy too. And you'll find yourself singing the Imagination song all day long, just kind of like I do. It's one of those that gets stuck in your head, but it is a good song. And it's a catchy tune. Or a catchy tune. So a little bit more about the ride. It's a very slow ride. You're going through the Imagination Institute and um, Figment kind of ruins the tour through the, the five senses, sight, uh, smell, touch, taste, and one more. I, I couldn't remember. But uh, there's one part towards the end. So when you're going through this ride, even though it's a slow ride, there's one part at the end with a bright flash and some wind or air kind of blows into your face for a while. So if your kids are kind of sensitive to those things, just, you know, cover their eyes or earmuff it for like two seconds and then they'll be fine. This ride's harmless otherwise. Um, so there it is. A classic ride at Epcot is Figment. Moving on to number three is the Seas with Nemo and Friends. Go under the sea without getting wet on this attraction based on Disney and Pixar's Finding Nemo, which finds Nemo lost again. There's also no height requirement for this ride. This is your classic Disney dark ride. I love this ride because you actually get a couple of scenes underwater in the very large aquarium in this pavilion. So you get to actually see some projections. I don't actually know how they do it, but they project Nemo and, and friends and like Crush and things like that, and uh, Nemo's dad and Dory out into the aquarium, and it looks like they're actually swimming in the aquarium with the real fish and uh, aquatic animals. So it's really cool. Again, there's usually little to no wait time for this attraction, which makes it much more appealing to me, especially having kids. They don't want to wait in lines. And why not go in there for a quick, quick maybe five, ten minute wait? It's definitely worth it. There's also a huge area to go and see some more aquatic life in the aquariums, like I was saying. They're pretty impressive. You can see a couple of manatees, some sharks, different fish, an eel, and much more. So it is a pretty good experience. Also, Turtle Talk with Crush is in there. Um, usually that, that has like a 10-minute wait for the next show to start. So that is in that pavilion as well, if you're into Turtle Talk with Crush. Overall, it's a much-needed kids ride at an adult-heavy park. I really enjoy this ride, and so do my kids, basically. Um, it's a go-to ride. It's pretty close to the Imagination Pavilion and Living with the Land and that Land Pavilion, but um, it's not too far from the Spaceship Earth as well. If you take a right and go right over there, it's right there. All right, moving on to number two is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. In this 4D ride experience, join Chef Remy on a daring culinary caper that will captivate all your senses as you zip, dash, and scurry through the bustling kitchen, dining room, and walls of Gusto's famous Paris restaurant. Again, there's no height requirement for this ride, Remy's. It is the second newest attraction that recently opened in Epcot, behind the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, which just opened this past Memorial Day. And Guardians is amazing. That's probably my new favorite ride. But anyways, moving on. Uh, again, Remy's is a much-needed kids' ride in an adult-heavy theme park. It's starting to strike more of a, a good balance, and I'll, I'll prove that point here in just a second. Um, since it is so new, though, the wait time does get very long 
I've seen it, you know, kind of around 80 to 90 minutes on occasion and even into the hundreds. So just keep that in mind. It is currently a 65 minute standby wait. I recommend booking a Genie Plus reservation for this one. Um, so get that early in the morning. It used to be one that you had to pay for. It was like nine or $10 to write it. But now it is included in that $15 price point. The theming on this attraction and the whole area is just amazing. I can't really say much more than that. Um, you feel like you're the size of a rat as you prepare to board your rat ride vehicle. Uh, and I personally love the fountain at the entrance to the ride. So outside of the attraction, uh, there's just so much attention to detail. It's incredible. Um, so you have to see it for yourself. And it's it's perfect. It's a perfect addition to the Paris um, area of World Showcase. Now, if you're one that gets motion sick very easily, be careful with this ride. I've had a few family members complain about it, and I've had a little bit of experience myself. Um, I don't normally get motion sick, but I kind of felt it after the second time I rode this ride. I have also found that the back row, there's like a two row in this ride vehicle. The back row is a little bit better in my experience, the two times riding it. Um, it's a little bit better for motion sickness than the front row. It makes you feel like you're in a vehicle versus inside of the ride and jumping from screen to screen. So, um, so maybe ask if you can get that back row if you are prone to motion sickness, but still want to ride this ride. Overall, this ride is an incredible addition to World Showcase at Epcot. That brings us to number one at Epcot, and it is Frozen Ever After in the Norway um, area of the World Showcase. Hoist the sails in Arendelle aboard an ancient Norwegian vessel as you set out into the wondrous wintry world of Frozen. Again, no height requirement for this ride. You see a common theme amongst these top five. Um, and you have to give it to Epcot. There are plenty of ride options now that anyone can ride in the park. All five of these rides are any height specification, so anyone can ride it. No height requirement. Epcot usually gets knocked as mostly an adult-only theme park, but I feel like this list kind of proves that theory wrong. Um, don't get me wrong, Epcot is an amazing place for adults to have a great time, listen to music, live entertainment, drink, eat some really great food, and have a fantastic time. But you can kind of multitask here, and everybody gets what they want here. So both adults and kids alike can enjoy this park. And this list kind of proves that, that all five in this list don't have a height requirement. Frozen Ever After received a ride refurbishment when Maelstrom closed in 2014. I think it was on October 5th, 2014. Is basically the same track and ride vehicle, but the new theming looks amazing. Um, and these are some of the best animatronics in theme parks, I would say, up there with Navi River Journey. There are a couple of drops on Frozen Ever After. One goes backwards, one goes forwards, takes your picture, um, but they're not too intense. I would call these small drops, in my opinion. And it's in a boat ride, so they tend to be a little bit less severe. I find that this is like the appropriate level of thrill for younger kids though, which is why I ended up ranking this attraction number one at Epcot for the best rides for children. Well, that wraps up Epcot. Next, we're going to move on to the most difficult part to rank in my opinion, and that's Magic Kingdom. But before we move on to Magic Kingdom, I almost forgot Megan's rankings for Epcot. 
So I quickly want to run down her top five. And some of them are very similar, but she does have a couple of other great additions as well. So number five for Megan's rankings are Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three Caballeros, including Donald Duck. Number four, Journey into Imagination with Figment, which I had ranked in the same spot. Her number three is Living with the Land. Number two and one are both the same as my list. Number two is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And number one is Frozen Ever After. Now let's go on to Magic Kingdom, the final, the fourth and final park at Walt Disney World Resort. And I want to start by saying that Magic Kingdom has the most rides for children and adults alike, making this top five ranking extremely difficult for me. I tried to separate my personal favorites versus my kids' personal favorites and versus what children would prefer to ride overall. It's kind of hard. Um, so I ended up leaving out one of my most favorite attractions, which is Haunted Mansion. I left out Haunted Mansion just because some of the scenes can be a little scary for some younger fans. However, it may be my kid's favorite ride at Magic Kingdom, so just keep that in mind. They do love it. It just depends on the person basically riding it. I came up with a short list of about 13 attractions that met my 38 inches and under requirement. So let's get to it. Number five ride for children at Magic Kingdom is the Barnstormer. Take flight above Storybook Circus with Goofy and his homemade stunt airplanes for a thrilling junior roller coaster ride. The height requirement for the Barnstormer is 35 inches. I chose mostly to include the Barnstormer because I feel like this is the perfect introduction roller coaster ride for little ones. Uh, I've heard so many stories about the Barnstormer being the first roller coaster that their child went on. So this is the main reason I chose to make it number five on our list. And it is a really good ride. It's a very quick, very short ride. There usually isn't a very long wait time for this attraction either, which is making it more appealing. And for me, I honestly appreciate this ride because I can fit on it next to my kids too. Even though it's a smaller ride, I can fit on it. So I am 6'3 and I'm a bigger guy. So I naturally always worry about being able to fit on a ride. And I'm happy to say that I can fit on this ride with little struggle. So it is nice. It is tight, but I do fit. Um, that's one thing that Disney does right, I would say, or really well. I would say that they are the absolute best about making ride vehicles comfortable and accommodating for uh, larger people like myself, as well as smaller people. Don't know how they do it and make it accommodating for both but they do it really, really well. So kudos to Disney for that. And that's why I love them so much. Overall, the Barnstormer is a really fun ride and the perfect starter ride, like I said, or gateway ride into larger roller coasters. That's what made it number five on my list for me. Moving on to number four is Pirates of the Caribbean. Set sail on a swashbuckling voyage to a long forgotten time and place when pirates and privateers ruled the seas. There's no height requirement for this one, um, and this is a classic ride. What can I say? I mean, they made a multi-movie franchise based off of this ride alone, so it is classic. You're going to see some really great scenes. The ride duration is pretty long, too, so it doesn't get much better than this. Personally, comparing this one to Disneyland, I slightly prefer the Disneyland version. It has a, a little bit better thrill factor a couple more drops as well um but i do like the queue and theming at walt disney world resort 
much better than at Disneyland. There's one medium-sized drop on Pirates, and part of this attraction uh, is in the dark. So, um, again, just keep that in mind. I love this attraction for all the classic scenes. My personal favorite has to be the dog in the prison cell with the key in its mouth. Uh, the prisoners that are locked up are whistling to the dog for a little assistance with that key to get out or escape. Uh, and that's just classic. It just stands out to me after all these years. I still remember it from when I was a little kid. Overall, Pirates is a fantastic ride. And you don't really get wet either. You might get like some misting on you or, or something like that. But you don't get soaked like on Splash Mountain or something like that. The wait times can creep up though over 45 minutes at times. Uh, but if you're strategic about getting on this ride first thing in the morning or later in the evening, you shouldn't have a problem waiting in line too long. Moving on to number three. And remember, our list is the best rides for children at Magic Kingdom. I went with the People Mover for number three. This could be controversial. You might say this isn't very thrilling. It might, it's not really a, a ride per se. It's more like a moving bench seat. But I love it, and it could possibly be one of my favorite attractions at any of the four parks. Um, but anyways, embark on a 10-minute tour of Tomorrowland aboard this emission-free mass transit system of the future. And that was the first time I've actually read that ride description, so um, it's kind of entertaining. I didn't know that they were stressing the emission-free mass transit system of the future. It doesn't seem too futuristic now, but I'm sure back then it was very futuristic. Uh, again, there's no height requirement for this one, making it great for children. I love it because it's a longer attraction, like I said, 10-minute tour. And it is like so calming. It just gets you in the right mode for a good Disney World day or a good Magic Kingdom day. It's also amazing for people watching, too. So you can see everybody walking by as you kind of tour around Tomorrowland. You get some behind-the-scenes views of your favorite attractions like Space Mountain. That one's a cool one. You're actually in the dark when you're going through Space Mountain. You can hear people screaming. You can hear the roller coaster going by. It's pretty cool. You get to go through Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. And currently is the best spot to get a sneak peek at Tron before it opens. That's really the best place to go and see the construction updates on that ride. And again, I'm predicting it's going to be open by early 2023 possibly by the end of this year. Um, I know they want to get that the train working again, and it does run directly through Tron. So we'll see. Maybe they'll make a push. I know they started their full speed testing, um, and the canopy's all lit up and completed. So who knows? Maybe it could be by the end of 2022. Uh, you can frequently find the People Mover has a wait time of 10 minutes or less. However, it's not a ride that is offered on the Genie Plus system. So you do have to wait and stand by. So if I if you do go by and you see like 20 minutes plus, I'd probably come back to a time when it's, you know, under 15 minutes for sure. Because it does happen all the time where it's one minute, it just bumps up to like 20 or 30 minutes for some reason. And then it almost always goes back down. So um, hit it when it's a shorter line. Uh, like I said, the People Mover is one of my favorite rides. And it may be the only ride that I almost always ride every single time I'm at Magic Kingdom. Can't say that about too many rides. Alright, the number two ride for children is Peter Pan's Flight. Fly over London with Peter Pan aboard a magical pirate ship to Neverland. 
No height requirement for this one either. This is one that I highly recommend booking on the Genie Plus system first thing in the morning. I don't recommend waiting for this ride more than 30 minutes, even though it does get above that. Um, it gets up to almost an hour or more sometimes. But um, Peter Pan's Flight is a unique and fun ride where you soar over London and through Neverland. It has one of the longest wait times in Magic Kingdom, and I don't really understand why. I know that these ride vehicles um, don't board very many people at a time, and there's not many ride vehicles, thus causing it to creep up there. So, like I said, try not to wait more than 30-35 minutes for this one. But it is a classic attraction. And our number one at Magic Kingdom is Jungle Cruise. Chart a course for high adventure on a scenic and comedic boat tour of exotic rivers across Asia, Africa, and South America. Again, no height requirement. So the only one on this list is the Barnstormer with the 35-inch height requirement. Again, this is probably the number one attraction I recommend booking right at 7 a.m. through that Genie Plus system, that or Peter Pan's Flight. Also, if you don't mind missing the fireworks, I highly recommend hitting this attraction during that time. Last time we were at Magic Kingdom, we made it. We waited maybe five minutes um, to board this attraction, which never happens. So um, that was amazing. We waited for about five minutes during the fireworks. And lastly, the one thing I want to say, the skipper of your boat can absolutely make this ride much more entertaining, depending on the timing of his jokes or her jokes, um, what have you. It can make your ride much more memorable. So... Um, classic attraction. They even made a restaurant and a movie off of this attraction. So um, it's classic for a reason. And you can always see the backside of water. Alright, let's go on to Megan's rankings for Magic Kingdom. Her number five was Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is a fantastic ride. Number four, Dumbo. Number three, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Number two, Jungle Cruise. And number one, The People Mover. So The People Mover getting some love on our top five rankings this week like i said i came up with a short list for um actually it was more like a long list because there was actually 13 attractions that i came up with that met the 38 inches and under height requirement um and here are some honorable mentions so like i said haunted mansion tomorrowland speedway it's a small world under the sea with ariel buzz lightyear space ranger spin Dumbo, The Flying Carpets of Aladdin, and Winnie the Pooh, just to name a few. Um, so Magic Kingdom, as you can see, has so many rides. When you think of Disney World, that's what you think of. You think of Magic Kingdom and that castle. So um, I highly recommend getting the Genie Plus if you're visiting the Magic Kingdom. And if you are getting the Genie Plus system, it's almost worth your money to park hop to the Magic Kingdom to get your money's worth for that day. Um, but we'll talk more about that on next week's episode. We're going to try to do a an exclusive preview for the Genie Plus system, my tips and tricks, and is it really worth it? So join us next week, and we will cover those topics. Today we covered all of the best rides at the four theme parks at Walt Disney World Resort. We covered... Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Magic Kingdom. But remember back to Walt Disney's idea to create a theme park where the parents can enjoy the rides with their children. It became a reality in 1955 when he opened Disneyland. 
We now get to appreciate and enjoy these priceless experiences with our loved ones thanks to Walt's innovative idea. Um, we have discussed the best rides for children at Walt Disney World. Now it's time to hear from you. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at a Joel New World. That is my handle. You can also find a Joel New World on YouTube. So if you want to um, check out some of my experiences that I record at the parks, um, I'd love to share my experiences with you that way as well. If you enjoyed the show today, make sure to like and subscribe. Thanks for joining me on your adventure today. And I will see you next time on A Joel New World with you. Thank you.